Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Diego and DeVore show. And they pulled somebody up from the grave, Derek Flair. And here I am to tell you that you're in the right place whenever you see the Diego and DeVore show on your screen, you are in the right place, and it's going to be big woo tonight. This is Richard Tyson on the Diego and Divorce Show. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, John Washington, the man that is 100% too legit for you. And make sure that you watch the Diego and Divorce Show on iHeartRadio. All right, this is Pitbull Johnny Kidd, and you're catching us live on the Diego and DeVore Show right here on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. The Diego and DeVore Show, yeah, you're talking about pure entertainment, yeah, make sure that you check out the podcast, yeah, dig it? Welcome to another episode of the Diego and DeVore Show, brought to you by Invicta Watches and Rogue Energy on Anchor.fm. Also streaming wherever you find your favorite wrestling podcast, whether it be iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. With your hosts, Diego De La Rosa and Lord Everett DeVore, as we talk all things wrestling, untold road stories, and bring you stories about guys and gals you might not have heard about, and what's to come. So step inside that squared circle with us as we take you on a fun field ride. All right, here we go with another episode of the Diego and Divorce Show. Diego, man, how the hell are you, brother? You know, I'm doing much better today. You know, we were talking about this doggone 2020 yesterday when we were on the uh, doing a show, right? Yeah. That my AC went out. All right, so finally he's back in action, and then it goes out again last night, right? <laughs> <laughs> take a hammer to it, man. Um, I'm gonna take a hammer to something, and then I don't know, you know what? But I'm feeling much better, and I started doing other things. I finally got Hulu, caught up with the rest of the world, and then also got subscribed to the DC Universe. So you know, I'm how's that coming along? Hey, not too bad. Getting my Batman on, and is it worth it? You know, for now, I think for seven ninety nine a month, it's okay. Not enough content in it, but you know, I go to Hulu, and I find the greatest show I've ever seen in my life on Hulu. And Mike tell? Tyson's Mike Tyson's Mysteries. Really? It's like <laughs> it's like watching Scooby Doo. He's got his own mystery van, and they solve mysteries. I mean. You got to download this thing. You got to go watch it. Oh, well, I have Hulu, so I'm going to have to check it out. I just uh, we just recently made our house more uh, automated, if you will. Uh, Alexa's into everything now. We just got the uh, uh, she unlocks the door. She controls the thermostat. And now she they just added the fire cube TV. So now it turns my TV on and off. And I just discovered uh, Disney Plus for my children. And, of course, I got it for them so they could watch all of their stuff. But I discovered The Mandalorian. And, God, I binge-watched the whole thing in one day. And I was like, holy crap. So as soon as it was done, I was already online looking for when the second season was going to drop. You've been fully assimilated by the Borg. I have. Because what you the know hell what? happened to you? I don't like to cuss, but I fucking hate that baby Yoda and I was hoping I at some you. point that he would like get punted or explode or something but I gotta tell you by the end of the series I was actually I won't say I was okay with it but I was I was like you said I was assimilated so I'm not a fan but I, I get it you put that baby Yoda in the Mike Tyson's mystery show, it'll put you right in his fucking face. <laughs> I'm already mad at you. I can't believe this. <laughs> don't be I don't mad, man. You. I Look, Skynet my my kids are huge Star house. Wars fans. 
And so, you know, they saw it and I'd heard some good things about it. So my oldest was like, well, hey, let's let's check it out. So I was like, okay, you know, worst case scenario, I just grab a bottle of whiskey and away we go. But I actually ended up really enjoying the actual storytelling process. It's very well done. And I was surprised. And see, this is going to make you even angrier because the guy who makes the Mandalorian is the guy that did... um, Ah, God, the Avengers, John Favreau. So I know you're going to be uh-huh. even madder because you hate the Avengers, but I thought it was actually uh, well done. I didn't need any whiskey. I'm not a Marvel guy. So, because you got the thing, Disney Plus has a Hulu, ESPN, Star Wars, right? Um, I guess we, we just mainly got it for the Star Wars and for the Disney movies for the kids. Well, I didn't get that whole thing because you know how much Disney upsets me. Yes, you know, well, hey, man, any dude that messes it. with midgets, I mean, you can't go wrong. Come on, man, we were wrestlers for how long? There's no shortage of midgets. Nah, absolutely not. If you throw well, a midget, you got to catch a midget. Famous words of Little Moses. So let's let's get to down to the... Yes, let's, let's get, get to business, to man. Show. Who do we got on deck tonight? I could speak up all night on much I hate Star Wars, ESPN, and Disney. I'll tell you... We all know and love. He's a friend of the show. He's a friend of UCW, a personal friend of ours and a brother. Most people will know him as one have a very successful tag team, Noise Pollution, along with Mad Max Morrison. And they were also tag team champions, I think, a couple times with us, weren't they? Yes. Or, the, or they were the longest. They were the longest reigning tag team champions uh, to date. Absolutely. You know, maybe one day we can coerce them to... Uh, Shake hands, you know, drink a couple of beers, and then watch them beat people up again. There we go. That that would be my ideal thing. So, uh, with, without any yeah. further ado, the man, the myth, the legend, and the most important part of the day, he's finally going to answer the question, why is Rock Richards garbage? Rock Richards, man, how are you? Hey, what's up, fellas? Good to see you. Good to see you. Hey, good to see you, man. Sorry for that long um, little diatribe I had going on there, but some things in life just upset me, and I got to get it out there. Or I can't sleep. He's sensitive like that. So, you, so you, uh, you don't like the Marvel universe? You're a DC guy, huh? I just—it's enough poop and fart jokes to last a lifetime, man. I just need something more real. <laughs> <laughs> That's top to bottom every Marvel movie. And send your hate mail to at Lord Devore. Yeah. Yeah, Lord DeVore at contact at ucwforever.com. Beautiful thing. So, Rock, man, how the hell are you? Tell us. Chat us up, man. What you been up to? Oh, man, I, you know, I guess I've been doing the <clears throat> same as everyone else, you know, trying to wait out this whole COVID thing, you know. I, like many uh, wrestlers, have, you know, had big plans for 2020, and they, they got derailed. A little bit. So are, what about are, you? Are, you got the yeah, bingo cards out yet? No, 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 not yet. You but, know, because the latest one is we're supposed to get hit by an asteroid the day before the election. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's enough. <laughs> I don't know if we could be so lucky. I think, I well, according to NASA, the asteroid is only about seven to eight feet across. And and we get hit with ones bigger all the time, but you know you know how yeah. everybody spins you know twenty twenty spiraling out of control. Which at this moment, before we go any further, I got to say let's send out uh, good thoughts, vibes, and prayers uh, to the people in Louisiana and Texas right now because they're bearing down on what is looking like it's going to be a Category Five hurricane, and the wave surges on as of I think about thirty minutes ago. We're actually going to reach 20 to 25 feet, which is 10 feet higher than when Katrina hit. So I'm hoping everybody gets out of there and takes the warning seriously and uh, everybody's spared. Absolutely. Is it that double hurricane they're looking at? Um, Well, no, it's just the one, Hurricane Laura. And uh, earlier today, she actually upgraded to a four and she's just off the coast. She's going to make landfall tonight. And they're expecting that just before she hits landfall, that she's actually going to strengthen to a five. 
which is just going to destroy everything there. Yeah, I hope, I hope to come out okay, and hopefully they'll have the National Guard ready to help in case anything happens. Keep the peace, and uh, let's see how that happens. Um, Absolutely, because so, uh, they're saying this one's going to be un- unsurvivable is what they're coining it. Well, well, before we get into that, you know, we were talking about NASA earlier. You know what NASA stands for? <laughs> uh, here we go. Go ahead. Never a straight answer. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is true. So let's get some straight answers from the yes. relentless one, Rock Richards. So we, we, we let's get down to it. Duke the Dumpster Drossy, man. This whole thing is like we open a can of worms and, and it's nonstop. It's a beautiful thing. It's entertaining, but you know, you can tell us a little bit more about that because I already see you smiling. And so, but he—that's he's the he's the trash guy, right? <laughs> As seen on television. Shots oh fired. We're not even in ten minutes in this, and shots are fired. <laughs> you, can, you can blame me. I'm sorry. Right. Those days, like most of the world, I was watching WCW. So. Yeah, there's um, um, so a while back, this has been a couple of years now. There was a a group on Facebook, and it was called Mark's Verse Pros, and it was right about the time that like uh, Randy Orton was really using his uh, social media and taking shots at uh, at a few people and few things in the business and he was really getting a lot of like genuine heat from it and right about this time i got invited to be part of this group and uh what what it looked like to me was it was just a bunch of guys a bunch of fans of wrestling that wanted more of an interaction with the wrestlers you know so me i was sitting at um at the little watering hole that i can walk to you know i was having a beer or six and uh, i was like you know what I said, I kind of, I kind of saw an opportunity here. And so I started mixing it up with the guys, you know, and immediately the moderator of the group and all that was that guy that he mentioned Yokozuna. And, you know, he messaged me like, this is great. This is exactly, you know, what we're looking for. So we carried on like that, uh, for a while. Um, and you know, at first, man, I was like, I was kind of biting my nails the whole time doing it because, it it felt a little taboo, you know what I mean? Like, kind of mixing it up with the fans, uh, you know, behind the scenes, and uh, when you uh, kind of were brought on the business and kind of taught not to do that, you know, it was really, really kind of uh, uh, what's the, what's a good word I'm looking for here? It was you're blurring the lines of kayfabe. Because, you know, everybody loves to say that kayfabe's dead, and it's not. It's just morphed. And social media has morphed it even more. Yeah, and and it's, it's, it is tough now because of things like social media and everybody kind of now, they realize, you know, what pro wrestling is. And so it, it is a little tough. And, and it, you know, the way things are changing, you're still trying to hold on to an ideal and a value that, is is an older one, which I, I, you know, I still, if anyone today even asked me, you know, about kayfabe, my response is, what is that? Right. If that tells you anything, kayfabe, what is that? (laughs) You know, the first rule of kayfabe is you don't talk about kayfabe. Right. Just like the fight club. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyway, but man, I I never would have expected, um, the type of reaction that I did get. I got all the heat I expected I would, and then some. And, um, oh, man, there was some good things. You know, it's kind of like if you, what they say in show business, it's uh, it's better to have people talking bad about you than not talking about you at all. Exactly. Right? There's no such thing as bad publicity. Yep. So I, I took it for what it was worth, and, man, Oh, we raised a lot of hell, and you know, it is. I give those, some of those guys credit because for as much grief as they gave me, um, like when we did the uh, remember the shoe drive that we did, yeah. yeah. I had some of those guys sending shoes from New York, Texas, 
So as much as they, uh, you know, they attacked me, they also were uh, really supportive of, of stuff like that, you know. So it was all in good fun. Yeah, so, but my question is, or our question is, how does this involve Duke Drosser? How does he even enter this picture? Oh, yeah, well, ultimately, they added Duke in the group much, much uh, later in its uh, existence. And so, of course... You know, with Duke being the the trash man, and their their running of joke of why is Rock Richard such a piece of garbage? Good. It was almost it was almost like destined to become because then they started <laughs> saying, uh, you know, can Duke the dumpster drosy handle uh, the biggest piece of garbage in wrestling? You know. And so it just took off from there, and it formed its own life because. I remember when that night hit because Facebook in particular just lit up. I mean, I probably had, I don't know, 15, 16 people that were hitting me up going, oh my God, are you reading this? And I was sitting there watching TV and I was like, what are you talking about? So I opened up Facebook and I was like, holy shit, this had just exploded. And, and the thing like social media. The thing with social media that's really weird is sometimes things catch fire and they'll go on for a while, but then they die out really quick. This has been going on for months Mm -hmm. and it doesn't slow down. Even today on, on Duke's podcast and even other podcasts where he's just in the room, inevitably somewhere on that timeline, somebody will say, Hey, Duke. Why is rock a pizza garbage? And I'm like, oh my God, this will not go away. Yeah, I mean, it's one, as they say, it's one of those things. And, um, you know, normal uh, rules of pro wrestling would suggest that, you know, someone with his tenure and what he's accomplished in the business, you know, a, a nobody like me, I'm not supposed to say anything. I'm just supposed to, you know, eat shit and be happy about it. But, I mean, I troll him every chance I get. You know, I give it to him just as hard as he would give it to me. And I kind of I kind of think that's why it, uh, it's perpetuated itself this long. Oh, absolutely. And, and when he was uh, uh, our guest on the show, uh, he talked about how much he loved it. And that there was no genuine heat behind it. That he was just having as much fun as you were. And, and he said he actually loved that aspect of the business now being able to communicate not only with the fans, uh, but being able to communicate the boys because back in the days, stuff like this didn't happen. You'd lose your job immediately. Oh yeah. I would have, I would have got my ass kicked a long time ago. I mean, I would have got, I would have got stretched, <laughs> you know, you still may. <laughs> yeah. There's still time. There's still time because I'm I, Diego and I, we made our minds up. When the world goes back to whatever it's going to go back to, the first event will have Duke Drosy versus Rock Richards. <laughs> yeah, I'd, lo- I'd love to have that opportunity. I think oh, no. just for you, sheer you entertainment yeah. value of the mic work on the way to the ring would be worth it alone. <laughs> and actually, there's, um, uh, I think a couple of guys, uh, we're trying to push that uh, other places, but if you guys if you guys want the exclusive uh, first shot at it, you got it. No, oh, absolutely. Thank you. You heard it here on the Diego and Divorce Show. You can't take it back. Can't take it back. You'll get stretched now. <laughs> yeah, I've never. Um, you know, other than the banter on you know social media. Uh, I've never actually, you know, like sat down and chatted with him or anything like that. But, uh, you know, he seems to enjoy the trash talk just as much as I do. But I, I um, genuinely um, appreciate like what he what he does, you know, because he does his road to recovery podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's really good because, you know, in the business, when you're on the road, you, you interact with a lot of guys and you see. I mean, yeah, the guys aren't making the same type of money as WWE. So maybe the habits aren't as lavish, but you see a lot of guys that are struggling with the same kind of things that, you know, he's already been through. Um, and in their, in their wrestling lives and, and in their personal lives, you know, 
I, I'm just, I would say it's been it's going on two years now, but I actually, um, my son lost his mother to drugs. Oh, I'm sorry. So it's, it's kind of, it's always good to, anyone can come out and tell you their story of what they've done and what they've overcome. But when it's someone who's into the same things you are or doing the same thing as you, it's kind of, it's easier to relate, I think. Right. So I, I, I really do appreciate and, and like what he's doing in that aspect. Now, yeah, Mike's a great guy, and uh, what he does is very commendable. Because like you said, um, it doesn't matter what facet you are in this industry. Uh, no matter where you go, you'll see those demons. And those demons exist, and they're very real. I mean, Diego and I, we had our share of demons, and knock on wood, uh, don't know how we came out the other side alive, but we did, and yeah. we're grateful for it. So what uh, Duke is doing with his life is just amazing. Of course, you know, of course, garbage is his may you. So, <laughs> well, it's all about getting a reaction, man. And you know, <laughs> when you're talking about getting a reaction, especially from people when you go out in public, mm-hmm. one of the things that you want to get is a reaction about the way you carry yourself and the way you look. And I think for me anyways, the easiest way to get that reaction is to always be on point with what you're wearing. And I, for me, the focal point of what I wear has always been a watch. It's a good timepiece. And right now, Invicta makes the best timepieces on the planet. Very good. Yeah. It's, uh, it's beautiful. It it's great, bigger man. than my wrist. It's just a block of steel. And... Anybody that sees the watches on our wrist, the first thing they say is, man, where did you get that watch? Well, I'm going to tell you where to get that watch. Go to ucwforever.com. Get to our sponsor slash partners page. Hit the Invicta banner. And right now they got a great sale going on. They've got the prime time, our best watches shop now. Super villain takeover. The exclusive new Joker watch and the new hot arrivals and staff picks. And my favorite, the Venom. Um, I, I just love the Venom series in general. And they got a super deal sales right now up to 85% off the entire site. You're never going to find yeah. another another opportunity like this of 85% off of an Invicta watch. So once again, you want to go to ucwforever.com, hit on the partners page, scroll down to see the Invicta banner, Click on there and get the watch that you want right now. Because right now they're having an incredible sale. And get that centerpiece of what you wear on a daily basis. Make the people go, man, I got to have it. Yeah, so you, you know, yeah. mentioned uh, the Invicta watches. They have a, uh, a Venom series. Is that in any way related to uh, to the Marvel Universe Venom? Because I heard um, Diego's really into that. <clears throat> no, the Venom go. series is actually, it's a style of diving watch, and I l- absolutely love that Venom series. But they do carry uh, watches in the DC as well as the Marvel. So, you know, I know he's at least got the Batman one. I, I got to figure you've got the Batman I one. I do. I got a Batman and Superman. There you go. See? So... <laughs> Just letting you know, on my side with the technical difficulties, my screen's gone completely blank, so I can't see y'all. Am I still on? You can see yeah. me? Yeah, you're here, man. Yeah. Live and in living color. We can still oh. see you. So. Awesome. Unfortunately for you, you can see me. But um, <laughs> I'm flying blind here. But um, yeah, so Rock, so let's talk about let's talk about wrestling. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about how you started. So who was – I wasn't – if I'm mistaken, was it Manny Fernandez that I had in training you? Uh, no, it was um, Damian Wayne training. Damian Wayne, okay. Yeah, Manny Fernandez hates my guts. Okay, well, let's talk about that. What happened? Oh, it's another. <laughs> wow. It's another yeah, let's just uh, go straight there, man. <laughs> well, it's another part that came from that group. So what happened was these guys, you know, after talking so much trash to them. I guess Manny kind of took a shining to me a little bit because, oh, yeah, there was so there would be guys on there like former WWE guys, but their profile pick would be like a kitten or something. 
you know, and I'm thinking, okay, this is just some other, you know, some smart mark. And then they would come out with some comment and I would blast them. And then come to find out that I'm talking to like big Guido or somebody. Oh no. <laughs> <You know>? Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, anything I said there, you know, I would own it and stand by, stand right beside it. And so the guys ended up working up, um, to where they actually were going to have me wrestle Manny Fernandez for USA Pro Wrestling to show up in New York. And I don't, I don't want to put anybody out there or talk bad about anybody, but it's, you know, uh, it was going to be like an unpaid show. Then it turned into a lumberjack match. And I know that uh, he probably wouldn't understand it. And a lot of guys thinking that, you know, it was a great opportunity and trust me, it would have been a, you know, a great opportunity to learn from someone like him. Even if he hates my guts, you know, he's still one of those guys that I, I grew up watching and idolizing. So now I got no, a question. You you said unpaid show. What do you mean by that? Do you mean that it was a free for the public show, or they were telling you boys that you weren't going to get paid? Well, I wasn't. I don't know <laughs> who else was going to get paid or or not or whatever. But I was going to do it because I felt like you know those guys, even though all they did was um, ride me and talk trash about me, I did appreciate and know what was happening because of it. You know, I mean, it was it was just part of the deal. So I was going to do the show, and I agreed to it, and everything. But as it, it kind of went on, um, they were talking about it's a lumberjack match, and then they wanted it to be um, somebody had started making mentions. Of, I think even Manny was the one that mentioned, like, you know, wanted to um, have like the marks be the lumberjacks and, and stuff like this. And I was kind of thinking about it and. To me, it just started to feel like it was a rib. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't taking it serious, obviously. And I'm a nobody, so why would he? But I thought to myself, if I'm going to go somewhere and wrestle someone like Manny Fernandez, I'm not going to do it as a rib. I'm not going to do it as a joke. I'm not going to do it. If if I wrestle somebody like him, it's going to be because he respects what I do and wants to be in the ring with me for that reason. And so I, I just, I called it off and knowing in advance what the severity behind that would be, you know, how much heat I would like legitimate heat I would get, you know, I mean, I'm not an idiot. You guys, you guys have met me, you work with me, you know how much I love the business and respect the business, you know, and it's, and it's not a matter of that, but it's kind of like people were taking a shine to me because I was doing a lot of taboo things and basically being like the, the court jester, you know? So I called the thing off and I don't think he cared for it too much. And then I didn't handle it that well, the way I approached some of the guys and things that I said to them privately, of course, but. All right. Well, what does that mean? Yeah. I'd rather have him. I'd rather have him hate me for the right reasons than like me for the wrong reasons. Exactly. Well, I mean, wrestling is what wrestling is now. Are there any other legends inadvertently pissed off? I mean, I hear Tito Santana and Coco Beware are up for it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna go for broke, man, let's just hit, let's just go let's go down to the Hall of Fame. And just just hit him. So yeah, that, and and then after that, they kicked me out of the group. This was a group that you, uh, they, if you blocked anyone or anything like that, they would kick you out. I got blocked by the group that kicked people out for blocking. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, I mean, after a while, man, after, you know, several months went by, you know, they, uh, they re-added me to the group and kind of a let bygones be bygones thing. But there was a lot of guys there that, <clears throat> again, you know, very taboo, but guys that have been in the business a while that are always bragging about, you know, being on shows with all these WWE stars and everything else and then finding out, well, they were what they would call selling, you know, 20 or 30 tickets to be on a show, which, you know, not, not to give away the secret, but basically you're buying 20 or 30 tickets to be on the show. And I, I kind of, 
<clears throat> even though it might have been taboo, I kind of didn't really appreciate those people talking about, you know, where I've wrestled and what I've done, and what I, or more so what I haven't done. When, like, if I've never bought or quote unquote sold tickets to be on a show, I don't want to be on a show for that reason. I'm well, not good I'll, I'll, enough. You know what? I agree with you, and I'll go on record right now, and I know I'm about to piss a lot of people off, and I really don't care because there's companies that we've been involved in that actually did that mm -hmm. practice, and I thought it was such a shitty way to treat your trainees, your talent, your card, and even your company because it's, it's just if you can't sell tickets to the show, get out of the business. You have no business being a promoter. Now, that being said, I've ran shows, and you know it as well as I do. I've I've thrown shows where there weren't a whole lot of people there. But did you guys sell any tickets to get on that card? No. And did you get paid no matter who came through that door? Yep. And on and on and then on the adverse, um, you know, we put in the work, and the same show that we started with 20 people – had hundreds of people correct you know what i mean and then and in turn you guys uh compensated us well for what we did so that's if if i'm gonna quote unquote sell tickets i want it to be because people want to come see me wrestle exactly exactly and so that's, that's why i said i agree with you on that i think that that practice uh whoever invented that practice needs to take a Somebody needs to take a baseball bat to them because it's just, it's not the way to do business. But I digress. Go ahead, Diego. No, because um, it's a whole pay-to-play type of deal. And I get what the promoter's trying to do, but in the same way, you know, come on, you know, we've all been to this shit out of a stick where, you know, we're broke, we're wrestling, and then you're telling me I have to sell tickets. So I can be on your show so you can stiff me on a pay, perhaps. So, you know, not right. a fan. <laughs> and it makes no sense because you and I, you know, been to the both end of the spectrums. You and I have worked on shows where there was four people there and three of them walked out. And on the other yeah. end of the spectrum, I've worked in front of 30,000 people live on television. And nowhere from one end of that spectrum to the other was that a common practice of, oh, well, hey, you want to come be on our show? Let's... uh Tell you what, go out there and sell me 20 tickets and I'll let you job out and, and uh, I won't pay you on top of it. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then if you think about it from a safety aspect, what if you get a, a guy who's not even really properly trained, but he sells, you know, 50 tickets for you and then you're going to put him in the ring, say, with like, uh, since we've been talking about him, you're going to put him in there with Duke. Right. And, and, get, him, and get hurt. And that happens when you do that, that inevitably happens because that kid is going to go out there and hustle and sell a hundred seats and the promoter has no choice but to put him in there. Yeah, and he's either gonna he's either gonna get hurt or he's gonna end up hurting somebody. Yep. And yeah, well so, yeah. in the old days, yes, but today there you know, you don't shoot on people anymore because you get the cops called on you. But Can't give somebody we're going off the rails. Let's get back on Rock Richards. Let's speak. Yeah, let's speak about training. How, how was your experience training under Damian Wayne? Well, first we trained with uh, Marty Reed, who's also a great talent uh, locally here in Virginia, and he's been all over and done a lot of stuff. And um, he he bowed out for uh, personal reasons, and then Wayne came in. So of the full year, I think I had about nine months worth. Um, training with wayne and i mean it was amazing i've not and this is not to say i'm anyone special or done anything super great in the business but i certainly wouldn't be where i am if it wasn't for him because i can tell you that that training was probably 20 percent how to do wrestling moves and then 80 percent how to conduct yourself in the business and how and how to tell a story and you know, how to do things like uh, work on the fly and <clears throat> like real things that kind of put us uh, on a fast track, you know. And, and Max, he also trained with Wayne for the same amount of time as well. And, you know, all the guys that he's worked with, you know, have all gone out and, you know, been successful and 
had pretty good careers out of it. So it was really fortunate. Right. So let's move on a little bit forward with that. So when I was when I was an agent or a booker with uh, GXWs, when I, somebody told me, "Hey, take a look, take a look at these guys, noise pollution, you and Max," and booked you on a card, and things went very, very well. Great fan reaction. You guys had a great look, great chemistry in the ring as a team. So, how did the idea initially start of you and Max starting to tag and noise pollution? Well, we kind of we kind of formed a little friendship in training. Man, we got a lot of the same interests. You know, like we both love metal music and we love horror flicks and you know all that stuff and the very first match i was uh i was in was for um new down in elizabeth city north carolina and they just happened to put me and max together and you know of course typical first match you know i did like all of two punches and a back elbow and you know tagged out and then took the finish later <laughs> You know, but from there we kind of we kind of realized that we you know we had a <clears throat> very similar personalities. You know, we're both I'm legit six three, two hundred and thirty pounds. Max Max is a legit six one, two hundred and thirty or forty pounds. So we're both you know two big dudes, and we we talked it over with Wayne, and you know he gave us the stamp of approval, and we uh, then we thought up of a name and just kind of ran with it you know kind of uh the cool part was like with me and with him is like you know they always tell you like take certain uh parts of your characteristics and then turn the volume way up Mm -hmm. right i think for me and max it was like be yourselves and take the governors off there you go that's 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 when you know you've hit pay dirt yeah, you guys did fairly well for a while. How long did y'all tag for? At least, at least what, two, three years, or, or is that? Yeah, it was at least that long, I think. You know, we had we had a pretty good long run at BCW and um, in, in the Peninsula area. Of course, uh, we were crowned the first and longest uh, ever UCW champions. And the main thing for us at that time in our career was that we we stayed working. You know, mm-hmm. we were fortunate enough that coming straight out of the gate, you know, him and I were booked, you know, almost every weekend for that three years. You know, there was rarely a time <clears throat> where we didn't have anything going on. So it was really good to go out and get on the road and just get that experience, you know, working with different guys and, uh, you know, what you would call paying the dues, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm driving them six eight hours for six eight minutes worth of wrestling and um but you know training with wayne and you know learning a lot from him and learning how to conduct ourselves you know i think was the biggest part of our success is knowing how to how to you know how to act in the locker room you know how to talk to people how to take advice you know you don't always have to follow the advice but you can damn sure shut up listen and thank the person when you when you're done and um just the etiquette in and out of the ring you know all right absolutely and before we continue so you were talking about and mr devore can attest to this so when you're doing those long drives going to show to show perfecting your craft learning it takes a lot of energy and back when we were out in the road devore you know about this we there wasn't much out there other than coffee in that gas station cappuccino, which I, it's, I guess it was cappuccino. Yeah. It might have been some. So tell us about what can the young folks now use for their energy? You're correct. Back when we were on the road, I mean, you know, 15, 20 hours one way, and there was nothing out there. There was no monster energy. There was no Red Bull. Uh, we had coffee and as you so affectionately refer to it back on the road, crappuccino, because yes. you, you drink that thing. And about 10 minutes later, you're telling me to pull over, drop a deuce, <laughs> so, drop a deuce, <laughs> man. So, I mean, it was rough back then, but today's generation, there's so much out there. And the product that I wish we could have had back then was rogue energy. 
Rogue Energy is actually the number one energy drink on the planet right now. It was actually designed for gamers. And the good thing about it is it's a powdered drink. So it's not coming in a metal can. It doesn't taste like Red Bull that just tastes like metal. And the other thing about it is if you're diabetic like I am, there's no sugar added. So you don't have to worry about your numbers. The next thing is the taste. The first thing I noticed right off the bat was it was like I was drinking a glass of Kool-Aid. It was incredible. And it's natural stuff in there. So you get that sustained high throughout the day, but you don't get that crash with the other drinks that you have where four hours later you're sawing logs or you feel like you want to die because you're coming down off of that. You don't get that with Rogue Energy. And for to our listeners today, if they go to ucwforever.com, go to our partners page, click on the Rogue banner, Rogue Energy. Diego, tell them what we got for them today. Uh-huh. And you know how I like savings. We talked about this the other day with Nikita. Go on there. Use the promo code Diego and Divorce Show. That's Diego, the shift seven key for the squiggly and number. Divorce Show. Diego and Divorce Show. Get yourself 10% off your total purchase. And speaking of purchases, and I know you purchase this a lot, but you got the Patriot Shaker Cup. And I know it came yes. with a six-pack and a variety of flavors, and I'm still high on the... Um, the old fruit punch, but you got into the old pink lemonade or sazzy razzy, whatever you call it. <laughs> sazzy razzy. I've actually, I, I love the peach tea. And right now wow. they've got a deal going on. It's called the starter kit outlaw. It's a wonderful white shaker and it comes with four flavors for you to try out. Now, once you decide the flavor you want, you can go back and get a tub of whatever flavor you like. But for thirteen ninety nine right now, you can get the Outlaw Starter Pack on Rogue Energy. That's go to ucwforever.com. Click on the partners page. Hit that Rogue banner and type in Diego and Divorce Show and get 10% off of your purchase today. Man, I know you took it, man, because you sound them golden pipes, man. Full of energy tonight. Oh, that's the, that's the uh, Keola rice and the spinach, man. Oh, run for cover, folks. <laughs> there is no ozone layer in D.C. right now. <laughs> Sounds like that rogue energy powder is a pretty good deal because, if, I mean, you know, if you're if you're on the road five or six hours and you need to make a few pit stops uh, mm-hmm. to get, you know, to get energy drinks, you got a big tub of powder there. All you need is a uh, six pack of waters and you should be good to go. Yeah, exactly. The the Rogue Energy Cup, the shaker is amazing. Uh, you put in a couple of scoops, you shake it up and you're good to go. Uh, See, so there's no need for those pit stops on those 20 hour drives. And it makes, you know, when you have your shaker and, and he likes a fruit punch, the grape is amazing. And I kid you not, it actually does taste like grape Kool-Aid. So when you get that in your cup and you get that hot dog at the end of the night, you can wash it down with a little Rogue Energy, and it makes that hot dog a little more tastier. And get you prepped for that uh, 20-hour drive home. Exactly. Now, I will say, you know, if you mix it with the hot dogs, you make sure you got the windows down on the way home. <laughs> oh, my Lord. All right. So. <laughs> Back to with Rock Richards. So we're talking about noise pollution. So let's jump a little bit ahead and now. Noise pollution has disbanded. You each go your separate ways. So where did the wrestling journey take you as a singles competitor? Well, really, it just kind of took me to all, a lot of the same places that I've already been, just, uh, you know, as a uh, singles competitor. And, you know, again, we go back to, you know, how we were taught. And so, you know, every any and everywhere we go, you know, we leave a good impression and, you know, have a good rapport with the people that we we work with. You know, it's like um, I was, you know, fortunate enough to kind of be putting matches here and there, and just I think it goes back again to the you know the the type of training you know that we had when you when you can go in the locker room and you know, listen, uh, be attentive to what's going on watch the show, you know, watch the matches, make sure that you ain't doing the same old crap that, you know, somebody just did four or five times. But when you get into the uh, the ring with, you know, someone who's been doing it a while, 
I, I think, and when you can go out there, listen, you know, do what they're asking you to do, perform, you know, and, and I think also too to to be able to, um, you know, things get off track to to have enough wherewithal that you can improvise and you can get yourself back into a position instead of having to have somebody come over and get you and say, Hey, look, brother, you know, get over here. Right. You know, I need you there or whatever. You, you start to kind of get a reputation about yourself and, you know, this guy's, um, and the reputation is never, he does the cool moves or, you know, he does, it's always like this guy's easy to work with. You know, and so when you start getting the uh, the older guys in the locker room saying, yeah, oh, yeah, uh, you know, put me with him, you know, he's easy to work with, you know, it, it, isn't, it, isn't, it isn't as hard to find those bookings. Right, and that's, that's the right. whole goal is to become easy to do business with because the last thing you want to do, I mean, we're already putting our bodies through enough. The last thing you want to do is compound it. So when you can find somebody that somebody will look at and go, hey, go do business with him. He's easy to do business with. You flock in that direction because that's an easy night at the office. Mm-hmm. And so when I got as I hear the guys were like, all right, brother, we're going to do this. And I'm, I'm going to dive off the ceiling and do a couple flips and land and, you know, land on top of you and everything else. And I'm I'm back there like man let's let's work the wrist lock brother <laughs> yeah <laughs> twenty minute headlock yeah well I mean nowadays man it's it's easy because you know all the the six or eight matches before yours they've already done all the all the stuff I'm like man let's let's tell a story <laughs> you know right. what are, what are we going to and that's a lost art today or or if it's you know the veteran I ask him first thing I ask him like do you, do you even feel like bumping tonight. No, don't ask that. They'll always say no. <laughs> but you know, you know, having that training with Wayne, you know, I, I feel comfortable enough that if he says no, I'll go out there and put on a twenty or thirty minute match, tell a story, and not and not bump him a single time. You know, there you right. go. I, I remember the first time I worked uh, the honky tonk man, um, <laughs> being young and stupid. We got in there. We started rolling around. First thing I did was pick him up and slammed him. And we finished the match and got back in the locker room. And he goes, what the hell was that about? And I'm like, what? And he goes, you slammed me. I went, okay. And he goes, damn it. My bump card's almost full. You almost fucked it up. <laughs> he used to call you George Washington, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He called me George Washington because of the powdered wig. I, lo- I miss him. So somewhere along the way, a little strife came into the life of noise pollution and noise pollution ended up going their separate ways for a bit. So let's chat up. You know, what happened? Was somebody jealous of each other? Was it I'm a bigger superstar? No, No, it wasn't even anything like that. We um, we had a run as uh you know, tag team uh, partners for a while. Max ended up moving like three hours north up to Maryland. We still did a couple shows, you know, for like VCW and all and likes of that. But it was just a mutual decision that, you know, we did what we were going to do as uh, as a tag team, and that we wanted to, uh, to venture off and and try our hand as uh, singles competitors. I mean, it was a totally amicable split. You know what I mean? There's and. Um, uh, just recently, for a promotion um, there in Richmond, we kind of got to reunite with uh, with with our old trainer Damian Wayne and reformed uh, Lords of Chaos. Yes. Now, was this a one-off shot, or is this a reunion for Noise Pollution? Um, a little bit of both. Um, you know, of course, with the COVID hitting, this was all like a couple months before the COVID thing happened and pretty much, you know, shut wrestling down everywhere. So we were really just getting that rolling and it, and it worked out where, um, Max and Wayne had worked their first show and the promoter had already contacted me about working for them roughly the same time he did everybody else. 
and I just got brought on the next show. So once uh, Wayne found that out, then we kind of, we discussed it. And it's something that of course, you know, even way back in the days of training that we always talked about doing. And then finally just had, had the opportunity and had a, a, a promoter that wanted to run with it. So. Well, I think it's a cool thing. Uh, you know, hopefully uh, when this world opens back up, uh, you guys will get to tag a little bit more and who knows what the future will bring for noise pollution. But in the meantime, uh, until that happens, what is rock Richards goal as a singles competitor? Where, where is rock Richards going to go? What's his next goal? Hmm. Well, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's strange because, um, I first stepped into a ring when I was like 23. It was at VCW. It was probably six months after Damian Wayne actually started training himself. Uh, and I got to work with guys like Sean Denny and Phil Brown, but it was a very, very brief moment in history because back then I was too busy with, you know, alcohol and women and, you know, other things besides uh, pro wrestling and not really knowing much about the business, not knowing how serious um people take this stuff i really wasn't in the right frame of mind i would have gotten my head knocked off a hundred times over with the mentality that i had you know back then so we fast forward oh roughly i was 23 we're fast forward about 13 or 14 years uh at the ripe age of 35 uh is when i actually began my wrestling training like legit I was all in, and I was going to see it to the end. Um, I found out a guy locally was selling his wrestling school, so I went straight to my uh, my buddy who owns the gym. I live right next door to the gym, and I, I talked him into buying the wrestling school. And so at that point, I had really no more excuses. Wow. Not a single one. But, you know, it was crazy because I was – I was at that point. I'd become consumed with pro wrestling. All I did was sit in my apartment and watch wrestling DVDs. And I actually started having dreams where I was like in the wrestling ring with all these different legends. And it started to be like a night after night thing, you know. So it's like I don't know if if I dreamt my future or it was just it was a calling. But then well, when everything fell which, in place like that, who who is your dream match? Past present or future well it's funny you should say that because in light of everything that's happening i honestly just can't wait to get my hands on duke the dumpster drosy i knew this was coming (laughs) (laughs) i knew you were dreaming about that mike drosy you heard it he's calling you out man yep so anyway, back to the question though. Coming into to wrestling at 35, knowing that it would be another four or five years before I really could even consider myself becoming a wrestler and worthy of getting in the ring and performing and all that. You know, you're looking at a guy who's now 40 with only five years, you know, in the business. So knowing that ahead of time, I don't think I ever had the grandeur of believing, you know, I was headed for the WWE or, hell, I've you know, places like uh, Ring of Honor or Impact, to me, in my mind, were probably, you know, out of reach. But at that, at that point, it was basically I couldn't help myself but not get into wrestling, you know, constantly watching it, you know, dreaming every night about it. It was like it's almost like I had to get it out of my mind and out of my system. And the only way to do that would be was to train and hit the road. Well, you never know. Never say never. Look at DDP and DDP started very late in life and he became a legend. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I just, you know, wouldn't love the opportunity or don't work towards goals like that. Just, I wasn't one. I wasn't. Uh, what do you? I, I didn't delude myself into thinking that you know it was just going to be an easy trip for me. <clears throat> I 
So, looking forward in 2021, do you have any events as of yet? Well, currently, um, I'm still performing at Shockwave Wrestling down at the uh, Craven County Fairgrounds in the lower part of North Carolina. They're actually doing a cool thing now where they're doing, like, drive-in shows. So they set the ring up uh, on an outdoor stage, and then the fans are actually allowed to drive their cars and park around the ring and uh, watch shows there. And I'm currently the uh, the Livewire champion there, so still staying, you know, active as far as wrestling goes. But, um, you know, other than that, I guess, I think probably here in a couple months it'll be time just to start reaching out to uh, to promotions and kind of get an idea of, you know, I know a lot of places are starting to actually run again, and but it's a places that I've never been. So it'll just be like, you know, day one, fresh out of training, you know, get on the phone and get on the Facebook messenger and just reach out to guys, give them my resume and, and do the drives, you know. There you go. Do the drives, man. You'll make it. Absolutely. And so before we go, Rock, so I know we talked earlier about if you can plug your social media and your merch and stuff, but um, just go ahead and uh, let everybody know how they can find out more about Rock. Oh, man, all you got to do is go on all them. What do you call that? The Instagrams and the the Twitters and the Facebook, man. Look up Rock Richards, R-O-C Richards. And I'm that's names one of a kind, so I'm not I'm not hard to find. <clears throat> and you can find out anything else you need to know through the um through any one of those platforms. What I think is really cool and creepy at times is just you know being in the business and all these random fans that I get friend requests from. The random messages, hey, you know it's really cool to see a guy that's from you know, a state you've been to two or three times, say, I saw you at the show, you know, I love your work and all that. It's really gratifying, if you will. It is. It's, you never know how many lives you touch in this industry. Oh, yeah, man, when you show up and, you know, the, a little, little old ladies uh, meet you outside before you can even get your bags in the door and they're giving you, like, bags full of baked goods and stuff like that it's pretty it's pretty awesome you better hope they like you (laughs) well you know when when you're going out when those little ladies are going out there and they're getting their bags of goodies for the boys one of the places that you can get them at is amazon.com our latest partner and i'm proud to say uh a sponsor of the show as well and this is a really cool deal for us because it's going to help keep the Diego and Divorce Show live and in living color worldwide. So this is how you're going to do it. If you shop at Amazon, everybody shops at Amazon. There's no special code. There's nothing that you need to do. Just simply go to ucwforever.com. Hit the partners page. Click on the Amazon banner. It's that easy. Do your shopping as normal. You don't have to buy a certain product. You don't have to, you know, type in a code or anything like that. You just shop as normal. And what's going to do for us is it's going to help keep the Diego and Divorce show going worldwide and going strong. And we thank Amazon so much for partnering up with us and sponsoring the Diego and Divorce show. And we couldn't be more proud of that. So once again, go to ucwforever.com. Go to the partners page, click on your Amazon. It's going to take you to the same page you'd shop normally. And anything and everything you buy, every little bit helps. It helps keep us going. It helps keeps the number of commercials down in the episodes so that you just hear uh, Diego and I and our witty banter, if you will. Yeah, and I mean, before, going I'm on going. with the COVID, I mean, Amazon's a place to shop. Exactly. And you're right about that. So before we go, Rock, um, we always open up with uh, tell the fans, hey, if you have questions to ask for anybody of our guests, let us know. So we have a question. Now, technology not being on my side, I'm flying blind here. I cannot find a question. A smart person would have wrote these things down. So well, Hold on. Let me look for it. I'm, I'm dying here. You're dying? No, don't be. You're not dying, man. Come on. No, no, on the show, not physically. I mean, let's not even talk about those things. What was that? 
You heard that little buzzer? I found. Okay, I found the question. You got it. I found it. This All comes right. from the from the mailbag of the Diego and Divorce yep. Show. Diego and Divorce Show dot com. Diego yep. and Divorce Show dot com. A gentleman who whose name I will butcher, not purposefully. Holy shit! Okay, hold on. Sunil Sergio. I apologize. Sunil Sergio. That Mark. Oh he's, my goodness. He's asking, Mister Rock Richards, your thoughts on Sunil one eight seven. Oh my is, god. And what is that? Some sort of code or what is that? Now Sunil is a guy that was also in the Marks group. <clears throat> um. And I used to go at it real hard with him, and uh, he ended up. I think he was doing some kind of podcast with some guys uh, about like toys or something. And I think he's he's even on a podcast that might um, include some some WWE guys or something like that. So, long story short, <clears throat> he ended up uh, working himself lightly into a match. Um, and and I'm, you'll have to forgive me because I don't really watch a lot of modern wrestling, so I don't remember exactly who was in the match, but <clears throat> he did a couple little spots there, and then I think they kicked the crap out of him. Oh, man, and if you hear him tell it now, you know, he's in the business, and, uh, you know, he's the best thing going. And... So what you're trying to say is... oh. Somebody deserves the Hot Pockets Award. So yeah, what when I when once I get done with uh Duke the Dumpster Drosy, soon he'll see you is next. Oh. Well well let's do this. I mean, no <laughs> guarantees because of the whole thing. How about a three way? Oh, that that sounds even better. <clears throat> Kill two birds with one rock. Look at that. I like it. Oh. I like that it. He's got t- confidence. That would be a great t-shirt slogan. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? I think with the way things are going is uh, tell our listeners to uh, keep listening to Diego and Divorce Show. Our special guest today was the relentless one, Rock Richards. And Rock, any departing words, any shout-outs to anybody? Oh man, just uh, man, shout out to you guys. It's good catching up with y'all. I feel like I said, I feel like, in one way, it felt like I've just talked to you guys five or six months ago, and then in other ways, it feels like it's been you know years, been too long. Absolutely, we got to stay in touch more often because you never know, especially with uh, the way twenty twenty is going, hurricanes and asteroids and murder hornets and epidemics, and uh, God only knows what else is coming next. We got to stay uh, connected. For real, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> Thanks, now, brother. Yeah. Well, before we part, let me ask you guys a question. What's what's the future of UCW looking like these days? Well, that's a very good question. You know what? You're the first person to ask that. So, um, obviously, as of right now, um, uh, the wonderful government isn't allowing any way, shape, or form for any kind of physical activity to happen. So... You know, 2020 is pretty much toast. Uh, they're saying maybe in the winter, but I'm not going to hold my breath. Um, I've heard whispers that it's going to probably be late spring, maybe even early summer before things truly open back up. And uh, we're not going anywhere by any means. Uh, Diego and I, we were sitting there one day and when we realized uh, just how serious this was getting, and um, we weren't going to be able to do any live events. Uh, we were like, well, we got to do something. Number one, I can't sit at home. I, I've, I've always been a very busy guy. And I just can't sit at home and do nothing. And so we started this to uh, beat the cabin fever. And before we knew it, it was, uh, well, let's do this to keep the brand alive and, and a platform for the workers uh, since we can't get them out on our live event, we can still get them out there worldwide as a podcast. And before you knew it, we fell in love with this. And I wish we'd actually started this 10 years ago. Um, so long story short, we're not going anywhere. We're looking that hopefully in spring, uh, 
the government will allow people to throw live events because the new uh, rules and regulations are pushing through is uh, there has to be a minimum of 10 feet in between competitors. Well, how are you going to do a professional wrestling match and maintain 10 feet apart? Yeah, put over the moon. Yeah, it's like invisible gimmick over the top rope battle royal, and that's your whole show right there. Everybody throws each other out, and you're done. So, but uh, yeah. yeah, we're not going anywhere. Uh, I know a lot of people probably wish we would, uh, but we're not going anywhere. And uh, we'll be back out there sooner than people think. Well, that's good, y'all. I mean, you guys know how to get in touch with me, so I'm only a couple oh. hours down the road. And... Oh, absolutely. Uh, like I said, when this world comes back, uh, the first thing I'm booking is you and Duke the Dumpster Drossy. Mm, sounds good. I don't know. He's a big timer, though. I don't know if you can afford his fee, man. <laughs> you know what? We'll I, again, out. just we'll for the some... entertainment purposes alone of all the promos that are going to be cut leading up to that what? event would be worth it. If, if he can't show up, I'll just put the trash can over, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? So, Rockman, we appreciate you being on the show. and uh, Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Definitely take care. And for, and for those out there, Please visit our brand new website, the Diego and Divorce Show. Also visit if you want to know what's going on with Ultimate Championship Wrestling, ucwforever.com. You'll find out everything you need to know about UCW and what's going on for 2021. Now, so, you Ms. guys, are y'all still running the um, like the online stuff that all the all the old footage and what was it? I was on Twitch at one point, or well, you can find all those all those videos on on our YouTube channel. Search for oh, Ultimate Championship Wrestling LLC. We're the only ones there, the real UCW. Please subscribe, watch the matches, and you see Rock beat the crap out of some folks. Absolutely. And it, it's funny that you mentioned that shoe drive because if I'm not mistaken, on the UCWforever.com website is uh, that particular episode of uh, you guys on there. So that's a pretty... Pretty good coincidence. But like Diego said, go to UCWforever.com for all the UCW needs. Go to the DiegoandDivorceShow.com for all your podcast needs. And once again, we'd like to thank Invicta, Rogue Energy, as well as Amazon for their generosity and support of this show. Absolutely. So with all that being said, Mr. DeVore, flex them golden pipes and take it home. Thank you once again for listening to another episode of the Diego and Divorce Show brought to you by Invicta Watches, Rogue Energy, as well as Amazon.com for all your shopping needs. Anytime you need anything for your wrestling fix, excuse me, see that Rogue Energy's gotten wired. Anytime you need your wrestling fix, go to UCWforever.com and get your wrestling fix on all things UCW. And when you're ready to get your podcast on, go to the DiegoandDivorceShow.com and get your podcast today. We'd like to thank Rock Richards, our special guest. Here on the Diego Divorce Show, you can find us on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you find your favorite podcast. So until next time, stay safe.